Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, so welcome to episode 12 of the It Is Taught podcast, and we are up to the 30th of Kislev in a leap year. As we mentioned in yesterday's episode, there isn't, there aren't always 30 days of Kislev, so there are times when there are only 29 days when we learn this portion together with yesterday's portion, but in this year, we separate the two. We are in the sixth day of Hanukkah, so happy Hanukkah once again. I hope you're having a nice holiday, and so here we go. So we're still in... So yesterday we began chapter four. I think I forgot to mention the chapter in yesterday's uh, episode. So we are yesterday we began chapter four and today we're going to continue with it. And so here in this chapter, the subject of the chapter is the garments of the soul. So we mentioned yesterday, briefly, just to recap, that the godly soul is a very spiritual entity. It's totally spiritual, in fact. So when it comes down here into this body, the purpose of the reason why our soul comes down into this world is to perform God's commandments, to do his will. So that's kind of a a problem because if the soul is totally spiritual, how is it going to go about doing God's will? So in order to do that, it needs to wear a certain special clothing. So the clothing that it wears are divided into three types of clothing that we mentioned last time, which is thought, speech, and action. So, and we mentioned ye- yesterday that um, that what this means is that when the soul clothes itself in thought, this means that the soul is having the ability to comprehend and think about godly ideas and the purpose of the world and the mitzvahs and everything that it needs to do. When the soul clothes itself in the garment of speech, this is this occurs when a person learns Torah and this is why it's our custom is to learn out loud. And then when a person or engages in, you know, any kind of Torah speech is using that garment of speech. And then finally, the last garment, which is the garment of action, this is employed when we actually physically do the mitzvahs that God commanded us to do. So these are the three garments. And so now today, we're going to break it down a little bit further, and we're going to say which part of the soul is enclosed in which garment. So the garments actually are associated and are relevant to different parts of the soul. So if you remember from a few episodes before, we talked about how the soul is of a person, the godly soul of a person is divided up into two parts. There's the intellect of the soul, and then there's the emotions of the soul. The intellect of the soul is, the acronym we, we use for that is Chabad, which is Chochma, Bina, and Das, those three aspects of the intellect of the soul. You can go back to previous episodes where we talked about that a little bit more. So, uh, so what we're talking about here is that this Chabad of a person's soul, this is the part of the soul that gets clothed in the, the clothing of thought. 
So the appropriate clothing, basically, I mean, it, you know, it makes sense if you think about it, the appropriate clothing for the part of the soul that's involved in, that's the intellectual part of the soul and is involved in intellectual pursuits is thought. This is the, the clothing that this, that that part of the soul wears. Then we have the mitos of the soul. This, the mitos are the emotions, the emotive attributes of the soul, the characteristics of the soul. And we talked about how, how the main mitos, there's seven mitos in general, the seven emo, emo, emotional attributes, but we really only mentioned three of them so far. We mentioned love, and we mentioned fear, and we also mentioned beautifying briefly. But we really, the focus that we mentioned so far is on the first two. We mentioned love and fear. Again, you can go to previous episodes to catch up about that. But so, and we explained how the emotions of love and fear of God are really like the primary emotions, the primary emotional attribute. And then all of the other attributes, all the other ones that follow from there are actually just offshoots of fear and love. So, I mean, one way that you can kind of think about this in modern day psychology, it's, you know, um, I don't know if it'd be a perfect parable, but it might be helpful to think about it is we think about how everything in life is like we're either trying to move towards or move away from, you know, like pleasure and pain kind of. It's not exactly the same thing, but it might be helpful to kind of think about it in that way that there's the emotions that that come from love and there's emotions that come from fear. So uh, so we're really going to focus on these two primarily before we get into the other ones. And so what the Alter Rebbe says here, going back to the discussion of the soul garments, is we're saying, okay, so now if we said that the intellectual attributes of the soul correspond and, and wear the garment of thought, so the mitos of a person, that these emotional attributes of love and fear and their offshoots, they wear the garments of speech and action. And so now how does that work? So basically, you know, so so thought, so the garments, if we think about the garments for a second, so we have the garment of thought, we have the garment of speech, and we have the garment of action. So the garment of thought is a little bit different than that of speech and action because it's very internal. It's not something that you really see. We can't, we can't see somebody thinking. When we're thinking, nobody sees what we're thinking about versus the garments of speech and action are much more visible to the eye. So they're much more, more external. So when we talk about, you know, keeping the practical mitzvahs, they pretty much fall into this category of speech. You're either speaking or acting in some way. So, you know, let's say if you're called up to the, the Torah to read from the Torah, you know, you're, you're speaking, if you're praying, you're, you're speaking, you're using your mouth. Um, if you're doing any of the other commandments, you're giving charity, for example, uh, you're, you know, saying Kiddush on Shabbos, any of these things, you're, you're doing actions that are very visible. So, Really, these physical actions that we're, we're putting them together with speech and action all fall, fall under this umbrella, this one umbrella that relate to these two, uh, these emotional attributes, the, the root attributes of which are love and fear. So now he's going to break this down a little bit further and he's going to say, so there's this idea, those of you that might be familiar with this, there's actually 613 commandments in the Torah. And those 613 commandments, obviously they have, you know, a lot of details to them and, and each one of them, you know, there's many different off, offsprings of them and offshoots and all kinds of different things like that. But at the root, there's, 
basically 613 commandments. And the way that these 613 commandments have been divided is actually a little bit of a subject of dispute. Some different people have outlined what those 613 root commandments are. Uh, According to the Chabad custom, we tend to go by the Rambam. The Rambam has a book called the Sefer HaMitzvahs that you can look up, which contains his outline of what those 613 commandments are. So, So basically, so the understanding is that there's 613 commandments and these 613 commandments are actually divided into two. It's two different types of commandments. There's what we call the positive commandments that involve doing something proactive, that we actually have to do something about them. And then we have the negative commandments, otherwise known as prohibitions. Those are what not to do. So there's what we should do, and then there's what we should not do. So there are 248 positive commandments, which actually correspond to the 248 limbs of the body. And there's 365 negative commandments or prohibitions that correspond to what the Torah sages have said are the 365 sinews of the body. So now here in this chapter, what the altar Rebbe says is he says that these two, this this division of the commandments of the 248 positive and the 365 negative actually relate very much to love and fear or awe, as we'll see fear and awe are kind of intertwined. And so to be specific, the love corresponds with the 248 positive commandments where fear and awe correspond with the 365 negative commandments. Now, why is this? So the altar explains that he says that love is really the root which man, which motivates us to perform the 248 positive commandments. And without love, these commandments, actually, they don't really have any standing. Because why would somebody do the will of another person or anybody? It's only because you love that person. That's what's going to motivate you to do it. So when a person wants to perform the will of God by keeping any of these 248 positive commandments, which are just like we said that they correspond to our limbs. We have 248 limbs according to the Torah. They also correspond to the limbs of God. So it's, you know, when we perform these 248 commandments, we're connecting our limbs with God's limbs. And if you remember in previous, in a previous episode, we talked about how love, the deepest way a person can love a person is by cleaving to that person. So when we want to really make our limbs channel God's limbs, basically by doing his commandments, this is a manifestation of our love. So this is why the 248 positive commandments are really, really very interlinked with love. So, uh, so then we have the 365 negative commandments, the prohibitions. These are very much connected with fear or awe. Why is that? Because why would a person want to keep the prohibitions? Why would a person refrain from doing the things that God tells us to refrain from? This is because they are scared of him. This is because, you know, just like if there was a king, a physical king, and he said, you know, don't do this, don't do this. Why would you listen to him? because you're scared of him, you know, you're scared he's going to throw you in prison or chop, chop off your head or whatever it is. So when a person keeps and adheres to any of the 365 prohibitions of the Torah, this is a manifestation of their fear of God. And on a higher level, once let's say a person, you know, goes beyond that basic level of fear, 
it might get to a more internal sort of state, which we think of as awe, or what the ultra rabbit says here is a sense of kind of like shame, where you feel ashamed to rebel against God. So it's like, you know, if you think of somebody you really, really, really respect, and they tell you not to do something, okay, maybe you're scared that they're going to be mad at you or that they'll punish you or something like that. But at a certain level, that's a little bit more sophisticated than that. You most probably won't want to do something that they told you not to do just because you'd be embarrassed to not do it. Because if, you know, if they, this person that you really respect told you don't do this thing, you'd feel like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I I don't want them seeing me do this thing because that's super embarrassing, which is basically what it's, what we're talking about here when we talk about God and when we talk about keeping God's prohibitions. And then the ultra, ultra rabbit ends off this section here, giving a little bit more of a detailed explanation as to what these prohibitions are on a deeper level. And they say that these prohibitions, why did God prohibit us from doing these things? Because these are things that are really, really, really hated by him with a deep, 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 hatred. And why are they so hated by God? Because they come from, if you remember these terms, the klipa and the sitra akhra, the husks and the other side, which conceal God from the world. And these husks and other side type of things, they actually derive their sustenance from man below here when human beings go against the will of God and do things that are against what God wants us to do. This is where these entities, these husks and foreign entities derive their life force from. So when a person becomes aware of this and they realize what's going on, you know, and what um, and what these prohibitions actually involve and what happens when a person goes against the will of God, and when they realize just how hated this would be and how much God would despise this from happening, this is going to lead to, or it should lead to a very great deep sense of reverence and shame in front of God and prevent a person from going against his will. So uh, yeah, so that's that's today's Tanya. So, you know, just to recap, we're still talking about the garments of the soul. We talked about thought, speech, and action. And we and in today's Tanya, we talked about how these three garments correspond to different parts of the soul and different parts of the soul wear these different garments. So the intellectual aspects of the soul vest itself in the thought garment of the soul in order to think about God and meditate upon God and meditate upon the mitzvahs and everything like that. And then we have the uh, emotional aspects of the soul, the mitos, which vest themselves both in speech and in action in performing the mitzvahs that involve speech or physical action. So that's it for today. And I will speak to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.